And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if you and your best friend love baseball and you can sit here and sing Adele for the, the intro before you start recording, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. going on man how you doing today brother i'm doing great i didn't know where you were going with that but yeah we were just singing adele that was there <laughs> yeah i just i gotta I, peel back the curtain a little bit on our on our lives we don't we don't talk about that stuff too much i guess so yeah here we are yeah let the people know what we're about we are we're about adele she's supposed to be coming out yeah, with some new music so i'm about that saying hello from the other side over here true <laughs> Gotcha, missing no, people. How you been doing exist. this week, man? Yeah, I'm great. I um, I will say disclaimer. I have watched more baseball. I swear, in the last week, so I have to give a shout out. My mom came to visit on Thursday, um, and she left this morning. So I got to give a shout out to my mom and Taylor who put up with more baseball than I deserved over the weekend because. You know when you're kind of hanging out and you just put something on in the background. Well, obviously, I yeah. passive aggressively had baseball on in the background <laughs> and so because of that we watched a lot of uh, a lot of baseball like even i was sitting yeah. there like we're watching a lot of baseball <laughs> so i watched yeah. a lot of the postseason so far i've been following it they've been good sports i have to give them them credit for like a lot of baseball <laughs> that I, I will say i watched i watched both of the wild card games very closely um little disclaimer i put money on both games <laughs> one money on the first one on the boston yankees game lost money on the cardinals game Ooh. because i do want to i want to <sighs> they were the the spread was a run and a half okay and so it goes into the bottom of the ninth i'm like i, I, I kind of walk away i was like no matter what ha- they walk it off here right okay they they score a run whatever I still win my money I like, I'm upset because I'm a Cardinal stand but at least like at least I win my money nope two run home run <laughs> yeah what what was the the spread was a run and a half what was the final score that feels like forever ago we've three watched to some, one what was it three to one oh within a run and a half okay yeah okay I was thinking so, your spread so if was it would have just been a yeah, so if he if he would have yeah, it was a solo a one shot. run home run. Yeah. Yep. Then I would have I would have won my money. But uh this is what happens when you bet with your heart, not your head. That's true. It's not a yeah. bad bet though. No. But yeah. Um but yeah, uh I will say that, like what I'm going on off of is I I haven't watched a lot of the ALDS or NLDS. I've watched it here and there. Uh, but I've been working every night, so my sleep schedule's all fucked. Yeah, so true. When I go into work, both of the guys that I work with in my shop are big football fans, so they've been having football on the past couple days. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm, I I just have to follow it on 
MLB on my shitty ass government computer that runs off of AOL dial-up internet. Which Joe Biden, if you're listening, please don't fire him. <laughs> or do whatever. Yeah, or, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, nobody listens to this. But um, yeah, so we said we we're gonna kind of freestyle, and I kind of captured a few different things. Some guardians, and I'm gonna force myself to start saying guardians again. Totally for it, but I feel yep. like now's the time. So I catch myself and I correct myself. So I will say, so at work I have to wear. I have like a. Uh, a key card that I like a badge almost that I had to use to scan in and out of the building and I had an Ohio State lanyard um but before they they got rid of everything I bought a Indians lanyard mm-hmm. that had Chief Wahoo on it just to kind of have like a little bit of a something that that represents what we were yeah I get it and uh and I do. I, I have a couple old jerseys, but I'm with you. I think I think we have to switch it up to stay Guardians. I gotta stop saying Indian slash Guardians. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah, I think I just was with Indians because obviously it was fine, and it's still. I mean, I guess it's not not fine, but it's it's flipping the switch. I gotta I gotta get there. Yeah. I gotta flip the switch. Um, I mean, shit, I'm wearing, nobody can see it, an Indians baseball. This is, like, a really nice shirt that I have. It's from, like, Nike, one of their performance ones. I got it for Christmas, I think, last year. It's, like, one of my favorite shits. Shirts. Shits. <laughs> shirts. It fits perfectly. Weird flex. I know. Weird flex. So. <laughs> I had to move out of the third bedroom to the second bedroom, too, so I'm hoping the audio sounds good. Flex. Three bedrooms. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, more than two, but I'm in the second one. It's whatever, but nobody can see, yeah. so it's not like the 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 video is different than before. But anyway, so I figured some Guardians news and updates, just some quick snippets that we can move through. Like we said, we we're going to keep it moving. I think I got a couple good uh, discussion or talking points, whatever you want to call them, and then we can kind of get into some of the postseason and just bullshit that. Like I said, we're going to make it up as we go here. Uh, but I thought yeah. this is good news. We start the app out right. So Wednesday, uh-huh. Zach Meisel tweeted out that Ty Van Berkleo. Um, the Guardians hitting coach will not return. Well, he's the Indians hitting coach. He will not be the Guardians hitting coach in 2022. Um, He has been employed since the start of the 2013 season, and he was the longest tenured hitting coach in the league, which, holy crap. Uh, He also followed it up. I do want to say assistant hitting coaches Victor Rodriguez and Justin Toole are expected to remain on staff, and the team will look externally for a new main hitting coach. And I got to say, praise Jesus. God is good all the time. Yeah. Jim Tomey, where you at? Yeah. I looked for him on Twitter. Jim Tomey doesn't have a Twitter uh, because I was going to add him and be like, hey, look, the hitting coach job's open in Cleveland. Come back home, baby. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't have a Twitter. Oh, okay. Okay. He's too busy being a Hall of Famer flex. Um, yeah but here's the thing this has been a long time coming i was popping off on twitter about it a lot oh, of people yeah. were don't hit don't let the what do you say don't let the door hit you with a good lord split you <laughs> like, yeah like he's he's a bum um here's here's the problem I, i'm gonna transition this a little bit i'm gonna take this one by the reins so i actually saved a tweet from the cleveland guardians um it's at our cleveland guard i can't remember but they go on twitter as cleveland guardians um that's not their handle but it's one of the main baseball cleveland baseball twitters or whatever we interact with them and they had tweeted this out i think it was like over a month and a half ago and i screenshotted this and i almost brought it up and then i didn't but this is a perfect time and they tweeted out that Cleveland's the the stats on Cleveland's runs per game and their MLB rank next to that, okay, 
each year under Ty Van Berkeley's hitting, you know, when he was our hitting coach. So to kind of put some data to, okay, everybody hates this guy. Like, let's not pretend. Like, my dad hates him. He, like, Ty Van Berkeley can blow me. I mean... Your dad hates most people, though. That's that's fair. But I don't think anybody, everybody's been screaming about it. And it's not going to be a light switch, but... And we'll get into that. I want to try and be on track here a little bit of where I'm going to take this. So just to be objective, here's some of the ranks. So in 2013 was his first year. We ranked 4.57 runs per game, which was sixth in the in the major leagues. Which you're kind of like, that doesn't really support my argument. It's <laughs> like, shit. 2014, 4.13. That was 11th. Um, 2015, 4.16. That was 18th, so not as great. 2016, 4.72 runs per game. That was 6th in all of baseball. 2017, 5.01 runs per game. That's 7th best in the league. If everybody's sweating right now, I am too, okay? 2018, 4.99 runs. 4th in the major leagues. Sweating bullets. 2019, 4.75 was 15th, so right there, you know, right there in the middle. 2020, though, 4.19 was 25th in the league. Holy hell. Yeah, but so I will say, right, not I'm not trying to take anything away from your point. I know, last one. Hang on, last one. I, 2021, I, okay. 4.38 was 18th in the league. Fun fact, number 19 was the Yankees, and I sleep a little bit better at night because of that, but it's whatever. But sorry, go ahead. So any stat that happened last year, and this might be a hot take, I feel like has an asterisk on it. Yeah, you're right. It, it's so, got to be taken in context. It's one of those ones where you can yeah. su- you can use it to support your argument, and you could easily be like, "Hey, you know, sixty games, whatever." You know what I mean? It 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 goes both ways. There's you can cut yep. it either way. And so what I'm trying to say is, so with a with a stat like hitting, with any hitting stat, right? Baseball, a baseball season, everyone knows you go through peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. right? We say it all the time. And in 60 games, it's like you get into a rhythm. But if you start the season off slow, which we always do, you don't have, a, yeah, you don't have a lot. You don't have a lot of time to pick yourself back up. True. So that's why I think that 2020 is such an outlier, going from 15th to 15th 25th. to 25th. So you know o- what I mean? Yeah. So overall, it's kind of crazy that like sixth, eleventh, eighteenth, sixth, seventh, fourth, fifteenth, twenty-fifth, eighteenth. Now yeah, I'll constantly like at like league average or above average. Yeah, a lot. I mean, one, two. I find I count one, two, three. What four? I count four in there where we were top fifteen. No, top seven or less. Oh yeah. I count eight or six. Six. We were top fifteen or better out of you know. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Here's where I'll add context, right? When we, during this entire time, have not been able to develop any bats, though. And that is the most concerning part, okay? Yeah. That is where, you know, besides Lindor and Jose, and I'm sure there's some other ones, right? I I can't remember everybody right now. I'm not going to pretend to. But we can't develop bats for shit, and we have seen time and time again. And I think this is a problem. I don't want to paint too broad of a brush here but it feels almost like organizationally that we just don't develop hitting because we see time and time again people are on the indians they come up through our system we trade them whatever happens right and then next thing you know they pop off 
okay? And not just like, oh, once or twice where we're like everybody's dad who thinks everything's the end of the world, right? No, like truly, we have a big issue with this. We develop pitching. We're like top three in all of baseball, right? Yeah. But with hitting, we cannot develop hitting whatsoever at all. We don't We don't take people and we don't t- tune them up a notch. We don't take people that are below and get them to where we need them. We're like, There's no development whatsoever outside of the minor leagues. We've seen it time and time and time again. And so I just think it's a fun fact to point this out because the data doesn't really support what maybe we all think and we cry and we yell about. But... Man, we're not developing people. And in general, it's time for a fresh new face. I mean, he was the longest yeah. tenured one in the league, and God knows we didn't need to be. You know what I mean? So um, I'm, I'm surprised because I know he's kind of one of Tito's guys, but we'll take it. So Yeah, and here's the thing. Tito has a lot of uh, contacts in Major League Baseball, so I'm not worried about who we're going to bring in, if I'm being honest, right? Like, and, Trito we, and Tito we trust, baby. Let's... Let's go. Yep. Guards up. Guards up. Yeah, I have no no issue with it whatsoever. Yep. I also wanted to point out um, Indians' perspective. We talk about them a lot. They tweeted out something, and this this can be quick, but it, it was just kind of funny because we had they tweeted it out after our last episode last week, and we kind of danced yeah. around this but didn't get all the way can, here. Can, can, can I say it? Yeah, this, this is all you do. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, the 2021 top and bottom – uh, defensive run saved uh, for the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians, and even they put Indians slash Guardians up yeah. there. That's why I said it. Uh, the the least, we'll start with the least, because uh, Ahmed Rosario, negative 10. Yeah, which is not good. For your starting shortstop, your day-to-day shortstop. One of the most premier. Defensive runs saved, negative 10. Outside of the catcher position, it's the second most premier uh, position, I would say. And I believe statistically it goes catcher, shortstop, center fielder, I believe is yeah. the order of like importance. And so uh, you got negative 10 defensive runs saved from your second most premier position. And then conversely, this is all you. Then Austin Hedges plus 12. Yep. Which is a lot. Yeah, that is a lot of runs. Yeah. Fun fact, so, I saw, I was looking at Yadi Molina's stats the other day in his very, very, very prime, which defensively, he hasn't been anywhere near kind of what you think for about six years, but he's old, he's he's old as fuck, right? Ask me what his peak defensive runs saved were in a single year. 27. More. More. More? More. Is it 40 plus? Just under. 38 defensive 38? runs saved Holy in shit. one year. Which, <laughs> I sat there and did one of those run your hands. It's like the Jim Halpert meme when he finds out that Bam's pregnant. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of runs. 38. 38 defensive runs saved. So, that, but, so, that's like, those are, Yadier Emelian's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, of course. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. Right? Twelve. No, twelve is, is incredible. Like it's just Yachty's like elite. that's just you're not even you're. I don't even know where to put that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just, ungodly. Yeah, twelve though is very, very, very good, and obviously twelve defensive runs saved. So you gotta love it. And this is another reason why if he can get in the cage and get his bat right, which uh, one of the a uh, so on Rose rotation 
uh, another baseball podcast that if you guys like baseball, you should go listen to. Yeah, the to Chris Rose. A, yeah, rotation. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, they had Austin Hedges on it talking about the White Sox Brewers series. Um, or White Sox Astros. But just, or Astros, sorry, yeah. The White Sox Astros series. And uh, listen, I think the reason why I like Austin Hedges so much and I want him a part of our team still is watching him talk about baseball. It's like watching, you can tell he loves the game. Yeah. And he like is just truly passionate about it. And it's like, it's like watching, first and foremost, he's a fan of the game. And that's what makes him, I think, so good in my opinion. Because every day he goes out there and he he wants to respect the game and he wants to do the best he can. And that's just something that you don't, not that you don't see a lot of, but it's he's one of the people that when he does an interview, you actually see it and like in his eyes when he talks about it. Yeah, and you can hear it, and you know, and that's yeah. what's awesome when you get to hear from the players in those situations. And Chris Rose is like kind of a legend in the baseball space and in just sports world in general. But yeah, you get to just hear them not on, I don't know, they're not just on some for talk quote, show unquote, like better, ESPN. For lack of a better word, coach coach speak. Where they kind of, they get asked a question, and they take four left turns to go right. Yeah. and I'm just doing what's out there to help my team. And and that's all great on the field, right? With like Andre Knott and stuff. But like when you can hear a dude who's just sitting in their living room, or, you know, in their probably 15th bedroom because, you know, baseball money, um, talking, it's different. It's like how you and I will have a conversation. And you you get to pick their brain and really get what they're thinking out of them and it's just wonderful not to like hit a sore subject but trevor bauer was the one who kind of like yeah made it popular i mean i don't know if any of you like if you guys are ever bored go watch so momentum i think is what his his company's called yeah but it's a he did a vlog last year and documented all of the quote-unquote covid season yeah. And if you're ever like bored and have a couple hours, definitely recommend watching it because he breaks everything down. Now, to be fair, Trevor Bauer's kind of an ass, so yeah. you have to get past that. But um, and very it's still interesting to see. It's still interesting to see like the inside of how a starting pitcher works in Major League Baseball and how Major League Baseball works from the inside. Yeah, the content's there. The person can. That's for another day, but yeah, I mean the the idea and stuff of it is fascinating. Yeah, and and when you get to really pick their brains and understand, and not just you know their people, not just the players, and them going out there doing whatever they're doing, it's it's fascinating. But yeah, yeah, plus twelve defensive runs saved and Ahmed at negative ten just shows you that I got in a fight with some lady named Laura on Twitter about it. So that happened. It was fun. About what Austin? Hedges? How the organization said Chris Andonetti said that he's that Ahmed is our shortstop, and they expect him to be our shortstop next year. And everyone's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Ne- negative ten defensive runs saved. He gave up ten runs. Yep. And ten. And double digits. <laughs> I know. At one of the ten. most premier, at shortstop. At one of the most premier positions too. It's frustrating. And so... The dude has a fucking limp noodle for an arm. Yeah, it's just inaccurate. Or inaccurate, excuse me. 
it, and he's got all kinds of issues and he doesn't have a lot of range and somebody was just quoting like what is going on why is this it and she was trying to be cute and be like oh well if anybody that's listening that had half a brain and was trying to be tongue-in-cheek and i was like well laura if anybody had a fucking brain <laughs> they would see that andres jimenez is literally like in one third of the innings i believe he's plus six or what do we say plus six i think is what it was I defensive so. run saved in a third of the innings that ahmed rosario has accumulated like yep. negative 10 at shortstop <laughs> and it's like look and here's the thing we we signed ahmed it was a one-year deal right no no no. we have him for we're gonna pay him arbitration we got him for like three or four years dog uh trade bait i want him to be our left fielder like <laughs> I, just, I just want to be our left fielder or our second baseman i don't know why the organization is so stuck on him i mean he's had the chance to work on it and if he shows up to spring and it isn't night and day difference, then like defensively, right? Even though his here's the thing, his top out you is not going to be Andres Jimenez. I know that. I'm nope. I, I know it's not. I'm just saying unless he really works on it all off season because it can get better and more average. And if we buy some bats, I, and again, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just that's the only scenario where I can get behind it. Otherwise, but I'm still like this is kind of a mashed potato brain move. I I don't understand. Yeah, I think that so, I think that you move kind of on from Ahmed. Here's the thing: I like Ahmed. I like his bat, but for what his bat gives us, we can go out there and get the same thing that's already an established left fielder. I want him in our lineup, and I I think the talent's there. You know what I mean? It's just not at yeah. shortstop. I think he's a second baseman or a left fielder. Go hide him out there! Like, come on, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. So I thought you'd like that. Um, Thursday, Indians Perspective tweeted out that 34 year old uh, catcher Ryan LaVarnway, who played nine games with us this year, uh, but obviously he spent most of the season at AAA, has yeah. elected free agency. We brought him up at one point, DFA'd him, and he accepted the DFA and took an assignment still. Or sorry, he accepted it, but came back to Columbus, or however that yeah. translates. You know what I mean. So so what happened was, when Robo originally got hurt, we called him up. Uh, and then, or no, no. we It was Hedges and Ramos were our catchers once Robo got hurt. And then when Hedges got that concussion, we called LeVarn way up. Yep. And he and can then, bang, uh, but dude can't catch. It's not a defensive so catcher. So he... Uh, once Hedges came back, we DFA'd him. No teams wanted him, so he ex- he he stayed with Cleveland and went down to Columbus, and now he's going to free agency. Um, and look, go get your bag, King. Like I hope nothing but the best. Yeah, it's we just we're very shallow at that position. I mean, this isn't going to kill us. We kind of need to get a catcher in the off season, but nah. Well, actually, we we just need to because we literally don't have a second catcher right now. But yeah, that's... it's Austin Hedges and Roberto Perez's broken ass. Yeah, but Robo, you know, we're gonna decline his option and or we're gonna pay. You know, we'll buy him out because we're not gonna do seven and a half mil, and we'll see if we yeah. bring him back. But yeah, he's 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 broken. He's not what he used I, here's to. Here's the be. thing, right? If, if... Uh, we talked about last episode, I think Austin Hedges can be an everyday catcher if he can get his bat right. I agree. He's got a long so way to he, go, if, but I believe in if it. If he can get in the cage, he has a full off season to go. Like he, he could. People turn around their bats in an off season all the time. Yeah. So like, 
I hope he does. Why not Austin Hedges? Got to get that OBP to like 300. If he can do that, then yeah. we're cooking. Um, 12 defensive runs saved? I know. That Fuck. doesn't grow on trees, dog. So no. Thursday, uh, at Bali Sports just tweeted out. It was something kind of cool that um, Emmanuel Classe, obviously we talked about, finished the year with a one two nine ERA. Okay. And that is the second lowest ERA among qualified relievers in franchise history for the Guardians. Okay. The second the the best ever was Jose Mesa in nineteen ninety-five, who had a one one three ERA, which also fuck me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a one one three. But just to put it into and again, it's not like Colossae made 30 appearances, even though that would be amazing, because one run would like, you know what I mean? Even even less innings means, you know, less room for error. He made 71 appearances, dude. <laughs> like, he went a full month without giving up a run. Like, a little more than that, We don't talk about that enough. Was that like 45 days? I think it was 45 days, but... Or something like that. Oh, it was it was thirty games without. Yeah, I think it was over it was. thirty games in a span of like forty five days or something. It was yeah, insane. Like, holy shit! Fuck me right in my pooper. That's a lot. I know. It it is just greatness. I mean, just to put it, I think it just really puts it into yeah. perspective the greatness and in, in what happened. Um, That's nuts. I know. It just you look at that and you're like, it just puts it into perspective uh-huh saturday i saw something fun i was at the store with my mom and taylor um and somebody was tweeting out i found this account that well it's that fran meals fran meals eyebrow who's one of our our brodies on on twitter uh <laughs> he's hilarious uh lamoli is his ad and uh i saw him talking about something i'm like what the heck is going on somebody talking about michael conforto or, or something's going on and I went down this rabbit hole of finding this Twitter account, and it's an MLB front office person who has a burner account on Twitter. Like, just straight up. But they've got... It. What? That's that fucking love it. I know. I love it, too. And I want to say they have, like, 27 or 70,000 followers. It's a notable amount. And their bio just says, yeah. this is, I'm an MLB you know, front office, and this is a burner. And so people will ask this individual questions. And somebody asked, what's going on with the Mets' Michael Conforto? And I, I'm just going off the top of my head, but they basically said Cleveland would be a good match and is looking at it. Um, maybe the Rangers, but it looks like Cleveland. And all the boys on Twitter, and maybe gals, I don't know, but most of them seem like boys, popping off at the thought of getting Michael <laughs> Conforto. We're all like, oh shit. It is a good move for uh, the Guardians. And kind of looking at them, you know... I, he wasn't really on my radar because I I don't know I guess we just wouldn't really be a, a person for him or I I don't know I guess just whatever so he's coming from the Mets he's um oh, this baseball reference speed done excuse me he's gonna be 29 uh, right before the season starts so still a sweet spot right-handed bat he's an outfielder um, he didn't have the best year this year but he's still got a career um, his career WAR is what 16. I'm sorry. I'm really struggling here. He's got almost a 16 war in 757 games. He's got one, two, three, four, five real seasons. 2015 was his first year. He only played 56 games, and then we had the shortened season last year. But yeah. let me go in order here. So 56 games in 2015, okay, for the Mets. 841 OPS. 2016, 
725 OPS. 2017, he was an all-star that year, a 939 OPS, which is elite. He literally slashed 279, 384, 555 slugging for a 939 OPS. Yeah. 2018, a 797 OPS. 20, or I'm sorry, that was 2018. Excuse me. 2019, 856. So getting close to a lead again. 2020, a 927. Shortened season, but still, he's done that before. That's a lead. And then 2021 didn't have as good of a year, but still had a 729 OPS, which is just a hair over league average. But here's what I love about it, okay? His batting average is a little all over the place at times. It's like in his full years, 220, 279, 243, 257, 322, you know, for the shortened season, 232 this year. So it's down a little bit. But we're also not middle-aged men, um, middle-aged baseball fans who understand that batting average isn't everything because how much you get on base and slugging is what really matters. So his on-base, his career on-base is a 356 clip. Which should get your rocks warm because that's all that really yeah. matters. The motherfucker gets on base. He had a 344 OBP this year and a down year. 412 in the shortened season, 363, 350, 384, just going backwards the last five years. Yes, please, sign me up. Slugging was down, 384, you know, you had a down year. But last year, 515, the year before, 494, 448, 555. Like his. He's mid fours to almost touching five slugging, like when he's right. Yeah. And again, that OPS has never dipped below league average in his entire career. He has an 824 career OPS. Sign me the fuck I up. I will say the only thing about it is it's just another right handed bat in our lineup. Yeah. And what, Jose's a switch hitter? Who but he bats almost entirely left. left, it felt like this year. Yeah. And numbers will show it, but. Left side was his power side. Um, Ahmed's left-handed. Or no, Ahmed's right-handed. Yeah, yeah, we don't have... Andres Jimenez is left-handed. Yeah, we don't have a lot of left-handed bats. You we know who is left-handed? left-handed? Andrew Benatendi. Flex. Uh, but, uh, that, that's what... Like, just another right-handed bat. Um, but a but right-handed bat that, yeah. that can hit the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. And his... But, like, it, it, that's, that's, the, that's my literally only, like... Not complaint, but like, like when you make a pro versus con list, the only thing in the con list is yeah, it's just another right-handed bat that that we have in our line, just like our fucking starting rotation. True. Like, he's all right-handers. He's played more right field in his career than anything, and he's got a career three uh, defensive run saved. So he's an average fielder. Um, left field, he's got over two thousand innings logged. He hasn't played there in three years, but he played. Um, primarily in left field there from 2015 to 2018 for the Mets. And he had um, yeah. he had one kind of anomaly year where he had nine defensive runs saved, but he's like 0-0-1. So he's a very average fielder, but that's fine. It's not a, it's not a, you're not hiding him in left field. He's just going to be an average left fielder. And guess what? That's not a premium yeah. defensive position. I mean, and again, he's not a bad fielder. He's just going to be league average, you know, but he's, the dude can bang. Like his, you'd get a little better defense from Benatendi, Benatendi, but you would you're gonna get more consistent off. You're gonna get just better defense from Benatendi, but that's not a negative on Conforto because it's left field. But you're gonna get a higher output from Conforto on the bat side, yeah. which I'm not gonna lie. I want I I'd rather have Conforto's bat. I I really would. Uh, this dude is proven, and even if he doesn't have a great average in any year. 
or slugging's a little down, I guess I should say. Again, that OBP is a spicy, spicy meatball. Yeah, you're getting on base a third of the time. Yeah, more than that even, just a little bit above. I mean, he's he's at yeah. like a well above average. I mean, that 350 clip is real good. So, and nobody seemed to know that was coming. It wasn't on anybody, you know. Kind of in the and Twitter is popping off. We've been growing a lot, but it, you know, and all the people kind of really getting into Cleveland, you know, Guardians Twitter and getting to know who's you know in there and growing and stuff are are i guess we'll call it brand i don't know that sounds dumb but uh nobody saw this coming there wasn't a single person like oh yeah everybody was kind of like whoa 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 we didn't really think about him <laughs> like hell yeah so yeah. that kind of gets me pumped but if that really happens we'll see i will say all of these like signing rumors is what i'll call them right i am not gonna get excited until I see it happen because uh the Dolans. True. I think he's so, gonna I think he made twelve and a half in arbitration la- this year, but he didn't play well, you know, this year. So it's kind of one of those people where you scoop in and get him on like a somebody put it on I can't remember who, somebody on Guardians Twitter was saying get him at you know, like a, a one-year guaranteed, two-year team option thing where we can dump them. You know, you basically take a chance on them, but you get them if you want. And uh, that's kind of what we do is see if it works out. And if it does, yeah. then try and get them on the cheap. But, you know, get them for like 10 mil next year or maybe nine and a half and then give them some player, you know, give them some, some team options for 23 and 24 at 13 million maybe and 15 million and then we have the option to walk away from it or he might way outperform and maybe he clicks right in and we're like yeah we want this dude (laughs) like yeah yep i'm just trying not to get excited about all these rumors because i don't want my heart to be broken okay i get it been hurt too many times in the past i'm fragile must be french (laughs) good movie so on that note i need to talk about one more player that really got me excited and i was popping off on twitter about it yesterday um and this one is not a true rumor it's it's more just true rumor or that you know the the guardians would be a great fit for somebody there's no stock in it and you know not like some exec burner account saying that we might be calling this is just you know we'll we'll see and it wasn't really on my radar because i guess i thought we couldn't really afford him or or who knows but wilson Contreras for the cubs okay and I had to change my shorts a couple times yesterday and got real hyped. And I got some of Cleveland Guardians Twitter buzzing a little bit about this. Wilson Contreras, the catcher for the Cubs, is a banger. And he's in his last year with the Cubs, who are who, who are rebuilding. Now, I believe he's going to be arbitration eligible. So, um, yeah. He is going to be ARB eligible this offseason. He's making $6.65 million this year, and he's not a free agent till 2023. So one more year of ARB, 2023. So we'd only have him for one year, but maybe you know we could spend a little bit of money. But this dude put up a 4.1 war this year and slashed 237, 340 on base, 438 slugging, and a 778 OPS. Okay, and defensively, he's a stud. I want to say he's got like five defensive runs saved behind the plate, which you're going to give a little bit off the top on the defense, but he's still an above average, above uh, a notably above league average catcher. And 
he can bang, and he always has in his career. He has a career, let's see, in 621 games, he has a career 349 OBP and an 807 OPS. Okay? So, Paul, I mean, you've got to be creaming your jeans, right? Like, this, if we yeah. can get him, this is your starting catcher. Period. It goes to the same thing that I was saying. Like, I'm, I'm trying not to get excited. No, I know, but yes, I'm just saying, you- can I get you on board with, like, if we could actually get him? Come on, he's our starting catcher. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, obviously. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I know you love Hedges, but like a three forty OBP, Hedges had a two twenty. We t- yeah. this would single handedly turn around if we could get this done. Which again, probably a pipe dream. We'll see. It's not a pipe dream, but we'll we'll see. Just because it's a great fit doesn't mean anything. If we could get this done, this would be the biggest single move impact that I think we could make for the club overall. Like, just one... I mean, minus signing Corey Seager to be our shortstop. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Outside of that. Bo Bichette. Yeah, like, get Bo Bichette somehow. I, I'm talking, like, something that can realistically be done. You go from... You're going to give a little bit on the defense, but again, still above league average. And you got a banger. And a certified banger at the plate. And you go from a 220 OBP to, like, a 350 career... Oh my god. We'd have a banger for a catcher. You could bat him in the six hole. Like Yeah. I just and then Hedges uh, is the backup, I've, which you love that. You know, I love that yeah. too. He's a monster behind the plate. He it's just I'm trying not to get excited about any of these things because the Dolans have hurt me so many times. But yeah, I mean if you can get uh Contreras in here, obviously he's the starter. That's like we're like, uh well, guess what? Now you have Yadier Molina and you're not gonna start him. Like Exactly. Shut the fuck up. I just... Like, objectively, he's better than Austin Hedges. Do I like Austin Hedges more? Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine what that would do for our team, though, if Wilson Contreras was behind the plate? That... I just didn't know I could get that excitable until that happened, and then I just sat there, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom really fast. (laughs) Or, hear me out, right? Yeah. And this is like... I don't want to talk about this, but if Fran Mill has another year like he did this year where he gets hurt for 45 yeah, days. Yeah, no, you could slot him in at the DH then and give him And then you have Austin rest. Hedges behind the plate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just the verse. When I think about what move would get me most excited of like, holy shit, this is really changing the lineup, that's the one. Like, I again, I didn't know I could get this excited. Imagine having somebody slashing like two. This was one of his lowest batting average years. Yeah, he's like a two foot, so two thirty seven. He's around two forty. Yeah, a, he's two fifty nine career, but his average year expect about two forty five. But I mean, just two forty five, three fifty with like a, a mid four slugging. Oh my god! Yeah, what that would do to your lineup. So that little little piping with Alex, I suppose. Little little backwards yeah. this time around. But enough about that. Let's talk. Let's I've been acid talk- trip with Alex. Yeah, acid. You're really good at this. <laughs> Love it. Alliteration's my shit. Yeah. All, Robbie Whitmer always told me, all, always avoid alliteration, Alex. I said, okay, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Robbie if he's listening to this. Um, probably is. Blowing up, flex. So, <laughs> whoops. Talk Congratulations, you just got married. Yeah, true, exactly. All this. We should probably text him. <laughs> I've talked to him in a long time. He's getting a full-on shout yeah. out in this. I, I think I, the last time I talked to him was on Facebook Messenger, like, 
four years ago. It's been too long. We owe them. We owe them differently. All right, I've been talking yep. too long. Talk to me about the postseason a little bit here. Why don't you? Why don't you start me off with some of the? We're not going to go way, way in depth, but obviously yeah, we watched so a lot I'm of these games. I'm just going to do like a real quick recap of the wild card games first. Uh, so ALDS Yankees Red Sox in Boston. Um, oh yeah, Bobby Dahlbeck. <laughs> uh, and we kind of talked about it in the last episode where if. Uh, the Red Sox, if the Red Sox come out firing hot in the first couple innings, and um, Eovaldi can can shut the Yankees down a little bit, then the Red Sox have a really good chance of winning, and that's exactly what they did. They got they got Chris Sale out of there quickly, and uh, yeah, I tweeted out. I was just, like, God, we know we know things. We said yeah. if, if he went five or six innings of whatever run ball, right, and that's exactly what he did. I think he went six innings of. Or five and two thirds of something something ball here. I'll have to look it back up. Sorry, but I mean he. Just... Kyle Schwarber, little little sneak preview has been popping off. True. In the postseason so far, he, he's had a couple defensive. Mis- he has he's had one error at first base that was just bad. Yeah. Yavaldi uh, five and a third, four hits, no walks, one run. There it is, baby. Yep. There it is, and Garrett Cole got touched the fuck up. Two oh, innings. yeah, I think I said Chris Sale. I meant Garrett Cole. Oh, yeah, you're good. I don't know why I said Chris Sale. What well, I mean, fuck? Red Sox, ace, you know, you kind of think of it. Yeah. Two innings, four hits, two walks, three earned runs. Your ace that you paid over $300 million for made 50 pitches and got you through two yep. innings in a winner-go-home game. So, I think he's hurt um, a little bit, and that's not to defend him, and he won't come out and say it. I do think that I just kind of hear and buzz, but... Then you got to be man. That's a lose lose situation. But we said he hasn't been good at red. He hasn't been good at Fenway, and he got yep. touched the fuck up. The, so be better. The red Sox came out and banged. Uh, so we are one for one in our bracket. Yep, and it was kind and of a then, boring game. Red Sox kind of jumped on it and kept it going, and and Bogots Bogots hit that two run home run. He's got yeah. such a good Boston like accent name. Uh, he hit that two run home run, and I watched a, a decent amount. I'd say about half on and off, but it was kind of boring. They were just kind of in the in the lead there, and, and just so kinda... I worked at the bar both nights of this, and they had it on. Okay. I had to talk them into putting it on one of the TVs for the Boston Yankees game because they had fucking drone racing on one on the TV. In versus literally like, yeah, the cool, most because this is what people. Yeah. This is what people want to see, not playoff baseball. The most iconic uh, so I, like I, matchup in baseball in a one yep. game playoff. Like, okay, yeah, no. Uh go ahead go ahead and sign me up for drone drone racing, please. And which I sat there and watched the drone racing a little bit. Kind of dope. I've it's seen it before too at a bar before when I was traveling for work and you know, just sitting there and it was on like around this time of year and I was just like yeah. NGL pretty fucking sick like i'm not gonna watch this over red sox yankees in a one game you know yeah the thing but also like if this is on not in that situation probably watch it yeah i saw so at work last night uh i literally sit there and wait for shit to break so when shit's working i don't do anything and sat there for like three hours watching the whole like last year's season of this drone racing stuff yeah you gotta get context yeah uh but um no, Red Sox take that game. Exactly what we said they needed to do, they did. Yep. Um, and then going to the Doyers and <laughs> Doyers. Cardinals game. Yeah, the Los Doyers. Um, Cardinals get up early in this one. 
off of a wild pitch and hold the lead until the eighth inning. Yeah, I fell asleep. Right, oh, no, like no, 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 no. So they 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 get up early in the first inning, and then in the second inning, the call or the the Dodgers tied off of a uh, Justin Turner home run, and then it stays one. No, not till the fourth. Not till the fourth. Oh, the fourth. Yeah. Okay. The so it stays one and one then all the way to the bottom of the ninth when uh fuck. I forget who hit the two-run home run. Hit a two-run home run. Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor. Yep. Which you kind of heard me talk about earlier is which I why I lost money. Um, so uh, this was a really like it was, it was a if you're not a baseball fan, you would have thought it was a boring game. A lot of very good defensive plays were made in this one. It was. It was a uh, very. I mean. Scherzer popped off after the first inning, obviously. He gives you, well, four and a third of three hit, three walk. He didn't have his best, best stuff, but he still kept you in the game, one run ball. And then yep. Wainwright goes five and a third of one run ball with Adam four hits. Adam Wainwright played out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he really did. And then the bullpens just shut that shit down. Yeah. Until. And then the bottom of the ninth, baseball happens, man. Like, Can I just tell you something, though? It kind of feels like the right outcome happened. And I know that's kind of sucks because I, I, you know, fuck the Dodgers and, you know, we we like the Cardinals. we not quiet about that. But ultimately, it kind of felt like what probably should have happened kind of happened. And yeah. yeah. And we're two for, I'm two for, two, I'm perfect on my bracket so far. And I'm still perfect today because yeah. the division series, although that's getting a little spicy. We'll give you an update on that. But yeah, I was, um, I got both the wild card games would- right. Which was the hardest? I went with my thing. heart, not my head. Uh, like I said last episode, my head's telling me Dodgers, my heart's telling me Cardinals. I'm gonna go with my heart. Um, and they could have happened. I mean, it it, it could have like, it very well. It's still a great game, and it would have been nuts. On and paper, I would not the have Dodgers been mad. are a better team. Um, they they have more more household name players. They have more young players that that after last year. They I mean they've been there like. Yeah, the season was shortened last year, but playoff baseball was still playoff baseball last year. Yeah. So Listen, I, they, they have that playoff experience. Um, but I, I would have yeah, loved for it, the Cardinals to win it. I would have been pumped as It was hell. cool to see Albert Pujols against Yadier Molina. True, and he smoked one to dead center. Yeah. Didn't get out. And then, um, I don't know, man. It, it was it, it, That one was one probably one of my favorite. Out of the two games, I liked watching that one more than I like watching the Yankees Red Sox game. Yeah, I, can I can I say one thing real fast? Is I don't know what it is. I just can't like that internal feeling. You know, you, you just know how you how do I really feel about something? I love watching baseball. I like keeping up with it, especially the postseason. I deep in my core cannot give a fuck as much about National League baseball as I can a, American League. I, I like I I just can't even if we have no horse in this race right I can I am more likely and I love the Brew Crew you know that but I'm more yeah. likely to watch a random like Rays Red Sox game and really watch it and care about it more than the Braves Brewers I don't know why I can't explain it, it it's just that American League thing in me maybe it's because I I know the teams a little bit better or just yeah. that I I don't know what it is do you get like that at all I mean baseball is baseball and no, I'll watch it I don't. 
But yeah, yeah, it's just like that deep down. I just am way more likely to even if they're they're teams I don't even care that much about. Just watching you know American League baseball for and and it has nothing to do with pitchers, you know, batting or any of the different rules. I just that's I don't know. definitely interesting though. Yeah, deep down, I just can't like turn it on the same way i just don't care as much it's more transactional watching it versus like oh wow i'm really into this you know this or that uh-huh. maybe it's just the players besides like the super superstars i i know most lineups like really know them in in the american league i don't know just want to see if that's how you were by chance um no nope, so yeah. i think you're just a weirdo yeah i am i, I could have told you that so my bracket's perfect uh thus far and i will say tampa bay rays won game one at uh you know in the trap and then game two they were winning and jordan fucking luplo hits a grand slam after grand they go down salami. what do they do they go down they went down two nothing in the bottom yeah what two nothing in the yeah two nothing in the bottom of the first the rays get touched up a little bit for game two of the series yeah. and then they drop a five-piece nugget off in the bottom of the first highlighted again loop low grand slam they end up losing that game the red sox won at 14-6 and i gotta tell you at that point i was like oh no brother like now you gotta go back to that stupid little league fenway park which ain't it uh um, yeah so they win that so then it ties up and it goes to i'll just kind of go series by series really fast and then last night i watched a ton of this game so sunday night it went 13 innings and they're back at Fenway, and the Red Sox win 6-4 to four with a walk-off home run, like a foot above the green monster on a Christian Vasquez walk-off. Yeah. And I watched literally from like the seventh inning on. I watched all this game. This um, game was a fucking shit show. It was, and I think that's where we'll transition. One of the key points, and we won't get as I, I'm not going to get as granular on every series, but this one, I don't know, is a spicy meatball. Like, there's... The Rays aren't in a great place right now because they got to go tonight. No. They're going to go tonight at Fenway, which anything can happen. Anybody is you're never out of it at Fenway. Even if you're up five, you're you're not, you know the other team isn't out of it. And yeah, and if they lose tonight, they're out. Exactly. It's a it's a go home game. Now I'll say this. Conversely, if the Red Sox don't close it out this game, I'm not going to bet against them beating the Rays at the Trop in a game five. I just I'm I'm yeah. not personally, but. Last night, Kevin Kiermeyer, you know, runner on first. Uh, what is it? Rosie Ro- Randy Rosarena, who I believe is one of the fastest players in MLB, is on first base. Kevin Kiermeyer hits a, just smokes a ball to right field. And they got that tiny little wall out there, but it's real deep. And he hits it like a foot under the wall. And Hunter Renfro, the Red Sox right fielder, is turned towards the wall to see if it goes out or play it off of the wall. It hits off of the wall bounces back hits the like warning track and hunter renfro is moving towards the ball kicks the ball inadvertently he did not mean to this happened in a split second it was just like off the wall off his foot and it goes over the wall then so they're trying to send randy rosarena home and again this is what top of the 13th so the game is still tied at this point kevin kiermeyer obviously is going to get a double on this but they're arguing that Randy Rosarena would have obviously easily scored from third, you know, from from first on this because he was about to, he was like five steps away from third base when it hit off of like the wall, basically. I mean, it, there's no world where where Rosarena yeah. doesn't score, and they review it and they keep it. Now, 
eye test is, dude, this guy's going to score no matter what. And this isn't a traditional ground rule double, so it's not that simple. You know, there was yeah. player interference inadvertently that, you know, causes this. They review it in New York, and they keep the... Um, the ruling as it was that it's going to be runners on second and third, like a traditional ground rule double. And the rule is actually stated very clearly that as long as it's inadvertent, you know, interference, not interference, you know, uh, a ball that ends up going out of play off of, you know, uh, another fielder is considered a ground rule double. Now, if it's intentional, and if it got bounced off of the wall and he kicked it on purpose or my understanding of the rule is if he picked it up and threw it over the wall, then they would get two bases from wherever the act took place where the runners were. So like Kiermaier would have gotten a double, but then a Rosarina would have been given, you know, he would have scored on that play. Yeah. It, and it's just a weird rule. It feels like one of those ones that there is actually, I mean, black and white. There's a black and white rule of how this play is supposed to go. So good on the umps. They got it right. It's one of those rules that feels icky, though. Like, it, like common sense, this rule should kind of be left open to umpire's discretion. Because without that weird thing happening, he scores from, he scores in every yeah. universe imaginable. And... That would have put them up, what, three uh, or five, four. And people will say, oh, but in the bottom of the nine, you know, bottom of the 13th, they hit a two run home run. It didn't matter. That's not how things work. <laughs> you know, that changes the whole game. Who knows if the inning's over then? You know, Kevin Kiermaier's on second. Maybe somebody else, they pitch the next guy a little different and they score two runs. Also, they might bring yep. a different reliever out next inning. They might be quicker to pull because, hey, the game's about to be won. That changes the whole course of the game in. Literally an instant. And there's a rule for this. It there and they followed it to a T. And I'm amazed that there's so many different scenarios. Yeah, I, w- I will say that like the rule of thumb I was always told, right? Like is if it, if it's a ground rule double and the, the guy is like over if he's already rounded second, right? He's gonna get a bag. But if he's over halfway to second, then he gets he gets home. So like, yeah, it, like like you said, it's weird. I don't know. And they've applied it correctly. I mean, the rule I couldn't believe. I mean, it's written like clear as day. And the other rules, and I don't have it in front of me, and I don't want to get that granular. I'm sure everybody's seen it and has their opinions on this rule. But there's like four different instances of like if there's intentional interference like say hunter renfro gets pissed you can't they've written it in so that hunter renfro can't take the ball throw it over and try and save a base like oh no he's gonna go home so now he can't go home you know because i threw it over the wall you know that's where they'll assess the bags from wherever the runner was you know and then they would get there's like four different iterations of how they interfere what the intention of the interference was where the runner was how it went out of the park it's baseball is a thorough sport i'll tell you that dude (laughs) like there were a lot of rules but it's just one of those ones that the eye test and common sense is like there should have been umpire discretion because they got screwed out of a run just plain and simple It, it yep it it wasn't a ground rule double in the traditional sense it took Hunter Renfro's interference, even though it was completely inadvertent, and there's no way I don't think anybody could ever try. He could try that a hundred times; it would never happen again. Um, 
But because of that, the ball was in play. You know what I mean? It was off the wall. Like, he got it. The run was going to score. But because this weird thing happens, they get shit out of the... I don't... It just sucks, you know? It just sucks. So now the Rays are down 2-1. They're playing here in half an hour from where we're at right now in the recording. And it could be win or go home. And, you know, you picked them to win the World Series, and I picked them to be there. Although I'm kind of thinking maybe I should have picked the Astros. But it might not have mattered because uh, the Red Sox, you know? Yeah. So, um, on the Astros, White Sox, I've been calling them frauds for, what, two months now? And uh, they got they got blown out. They got their backs blown out. Uh, the White Sox did at Minute Maid Park. One of the hardest places, I swear, to play in the postseason because they got so much experience. Um, it was, what, 6-1 to take a 1-0 lead. And then yep. game two, it didn't look as good. Uh, White Sox score first. This is still at Minute Maid. This is on Friday. They score first. And then in the bottom of the second, Houston puts up two. And then no runs until the top of the fifth. White Sox put a three-piece up. So now they're leading 4-2. And then in the bottom of the fifth, Houston drops two more off to, to tie it 4-4. And then it stays scoreless in the sixth. At the bottom of the seventh, Houston drops a five-piece nugget off and says, you knew we were going to win this game, right? So they take yeah. a 2-0 lead. Um, and I thought, oh my god, I said Astros in four, but... Um, am I going to really be able to really rub it in and they might sweep here? That's not what happens. Yesterday was a shootout um, on the south side, which I believe in all of baseball, or I believe it's all of the American League. The White Sox had the best home record, I believe, in at least all of the American League. Um, so I, it didn't surprise me that they won yesterday. I'm not going to pretend um, that it did. It just it didn't. But I said Astros in four, and I meant it, and their game got rained out today. It was going to get settled, but rained and out. There's, I do want to bring up the – there was a play in this Astros-White Sox series. Yasmandi Grandal hits a ground ball to first base. And this man oh, yeah. runs like five feet out of the baseline. Yep. The ball hits off of him on the throw home because there was a runner on third. And – Causes the throw to go wide, and the, the White Sox score on the play. Yep. I get that it's gamesmanship, right? And, like, little shit you can you can kind of get away with on doing. This yeah. needs to be called. Oh, 100%. I mean, it wasn't even kind of like, I mean, he was, it, it was the most intentional thing I've ever seen. It's like when yep. umps don't allow, if a ball gets smoked to a shortstop and they want a double play, but they play dumb, and they act like, oh, I dropped the ball. And then so they can, like, throw it to second and then turn yeah. the double play. They say, no, 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 dude. Like, cut that shit out. You know, they're, it's out. Yeah. Runner's still at first. There's no double it's play. Exactly That's exactly what thing. this was. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, c- cool, you tried it, right? Game respect game. But he was literally, like, five feet outside of the baseline. I mean, just yep. running... That was just bad umping. I mean, that was really yeah. shitty. And look, I'm not mad at Yasmani Grindal for it. Right? Like, you got to do what you got to do. Shoot your shot. Like, yep. And, uh, Worst they could yeah, say is no, was, King. And they didn't. Yeah. They said, yep, cool. I love it. 
Yeah, because White Sox go up one nothing in the first yesterday at home, and then Houston drops a three piece off, and then top of the third they drop two off, so it's five to one Astros, and I'm like, damn, they really finished sweep. I love it here, but then they drop five. The White Sox drop five off in the bottom of the third to make it what is that six to five? They have the lead. Yep. Astros tied up in the fourth six six, and then the bottom of the fourth White Sox drop another three off, so it's nine six. And then it goes scoreless for three innings. And then in the bottom of the eighth, they drop another three off. So then it's 12. Ultimately, it's it's 12-6. So the White Sox came alive. Good for them. I mean, their, their team popped off. Um, they're still frauds. And I, I really thought that the Astros would win today. They're going to play tomorrow. So we get three games tomorrow. We're supposed to have four today, but only two tomorrow. Now we get... Three today, three tomorrow. So a little middle ground, a lot of baseball still. A little slip, a little, a little, oh, not slip, a little split. Yeah, a little split here. Uh, but we got to wait till tomorrow for for that conclusion. But I'm just going to say this. If the White Sox somehow do win tomorrow, great. They still have to face Houston in Houston for a game five. Yep. And I would put damn near my life savings on that. <laughs> There's zero chance they win that game. Um, so I feel really good about Houston um and being right about that one sweating a little bit on the red Sox, because uh, again my bracket's perfect so far i got both wild cards right and then it looked like you know the the vibe of tampa but now they're down 2-1 um obviously they have to win tonight so we'll see and then i still feel great about houston but there i was feeling pretty good there for a second like, yeah oh shit i like i'm gonna get i'm gonna at least get through the you know division series and be what three for three on the left side of the bracket there and and feeling good but baseball's baseball this is what makes it yeah honestly of a crap shoot am i like you know what i mean anything could literally happen anything is possible talk to me about the national league because this has also been a little bit of a roller coaster yeah i'm pulling it up right meow um so, game one of the Dodgers Giants series. The Giants went four nothing and shut the Dodgers out. The Los Doyers don't even score. Uh, six hits, uh, and San Francisco two errors. They deserve to lose, but they hold it out off of the offense because Webb, um, their starting pitcher, goes seven and two thirds of scoreless ball with five hits, no walks, and ten yep. strikeouts. That's why they won. <laughs> and I, I want to say something real fast, right? In no other sport will you see a 106-win team have to get into the postseason on a wild card. Yep. A 106-win team is playing a 107-win team. And one of them is going to get bounced in the, the like truly yep. first round. In the round, first we'll round of the playoffs. And the, the Doyers almost got bounced in the wild card. This is also true. So baseball's crazy. Uh, yeah, and no other sport will you see that. The just, the two teams that should be meeting in the NLCS, like for regular season record, right? Yeah. The the two best teams are meeting in the NLDS, and the second best team had to get in on a wild card. Yep. Crazy. It's insane. Absolutely insane. And then. The Brewers take game one from Atlanta, 2-1. Um, Burns. Corbin Burns not, could yeah. be the Cy Young. Six innings, two hits, three walks, no runs. Dropped it on the table. Let me let me look at this box score real fast. 
How I want to see how my boy Vogelbach did. He pinch hit this one and uh, drew a walk. And then he got pinch ran for. So he pinch yep. hit to walk to, to to get pinch run for. Jackie Bradley Jr. came in and pinch ran for him. Which, not surprising at all. Yeah, like, yeah. Daniel Vogelbach is a big boy, and that's why I love him. A but, big boy that that can fucking move. True. He's not fast. He's but just he, smooth he, with it. There's just a lot going on when he runs the bases. Absolutely. Yeah. Which... Imagine if he was our first baseman. Mm. Uh, he's a big, mm. he's a big boy. I would cry. <laughs> I I'll say, it. if you guys, if you guys want, don't know who we're talking about. Daniel Vogelbach is the first baseman for Milwaukee. Six foot, like three hundred pounds. Yeah, I think he's like two eighty five, which seems generous. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's but a big boy. This dude makes plays at first base that you see like Bobby Bradley, who's what six two uh, like yeah i mean just the opposite just a hot boy yeah and they they make the same place and daniel vogelbach does it with a fucking beer gut and I yeah love he just it. he just looks like a turtle i mean it, that's yeah. the only way to put it he's a monster but i'll say after friday's games houston's up 2-0 brewers are up one nothing right and giants go up one nothing yeah uh, sad to right see red sox like you know one one but I'm feeling good after after day two yeah. here. I'm like, dude, my if bracket, I, w- I might run this if shit. If I would have went with my head, not my heart, I'd be 100% right now. And I'd be feeling confident. Now, I'm Yeah, and feeling good about like just how every, well, the series are working, how they're supposed to. Like, Brewers yeah. winning at home. Giants winning at home. Like, everything feeling great. And I'm like, damn, am I really going to win 300 grand from MLB? But then baseball kind of happened. Saturday, yeah, Braves then- 3-0 the Brewers. Yep. So they tie it up. Now they're going to go to Atlanta, right? And that's, yeah, that's baseball. That's what's going to happen. But I would just like to point out the Brewers have scored two runs in two games. Yeah. And then Dodgers, 9-2. Yeah. Drop a nine piece on San Francisco, win 9-2. Which? Uh, Nine runs on 11 hits. Yeah. That's what happens That's when you wild. have an offense and your team's actually good. Yeah. Urias dropped it off. He had an RBI single in the first inning because or second yeah, me, inning because pitchers. Let me check out the box score of this game. Lois Doyers. That from the uh, sixth, seventh, or seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, they had perfect, literally perfect relief. Well, one hit in the ninth yeah. inning, but damn. Chris Taylor goes two for four with three runs. Uh, in case anybody can hear the Pollock thunder, goes two for three with two runs. In case like, anybody can hear the thunder, there's a reason why the White Sox and Astros got <laughs> got postponed yeah. today because it's in Chicago and it took about six seven hours and then it blew through Indy, so now it's just pouring here. So, yeah, I mean that's what happens when you got good offense and Giants. Yeah. I mean this, it would have been crazy if the Giants go up 2-0, right? I mean, that would have been nuts, and they're just too yeah. good of a team. This is kind of like baseball. I mean, it's the series is tied. Um, now they're going to L.A., and that game this three is, the, is happening tonight. This is the series to watch. Like, yeah, the, the Boston Rays series is cool, and like that's our series to watch being American League fans. But subjectively, this is going to be the best series. I think this, this is... 
the series when we saw it, like, yeah, this is going to go five games. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to see the Giants get it done because fuck the Doyers. I'm just sticking yeah. with your theme. And the yeah, Giants are just Doyers. The Giants. I will just say have that I have a friend. Something. I have a friend that's a Giants fan, and he's real annoying about it. So part of me is like, fuck the Giants too. But yeah, I like Buster Posey a lot, so I'll stick with him. I'll save that Talk fight about- for. I'll save that fight for another day, but yeah, I I love Buster Posey. He's he's wonderful. What fight? No fight, not not today. Um, I love Buster. No, Posey. no, go for it. What are you gonna say? There's an argument that Buster Posey's better than better than Yadier Molina. In fact, on paper he is, but that's paper. It's not in real that's life. That's taken in stats, right? Yadier Molina has taking the card has led the cardinals yadier Molina is the heart and soul of that team and has been for over a decade now yeah has led that team to what three world series correct 100 percent. i'm with you he's done it once that's an buster's got three rings with the giants yeah he was on giants won three world series see i only thought i only remember them winning one well, no, 10, 12, and 14. He's got three rings. Oh, yeah, that was the, the year they had... Um, oh, why can't I think... Their right fielder that looked like a homeless man. Oh? Are, what? I can't remember his name. <laughs> Are you thinking of the right fielder that looks like a homeless guy? I feel like you're thinking yeah. of... A... He was like six foot eight. Whoa. He wasn't um, really six foot eight, but he was tall and lanky. Yeah. Hold on. Now I got to look it up. I, so uh, the other day I did a comparison. Can I get... I'll just cut right to it. Yeah. Yachty, Buster has put up more potent stats and has more career war than Yachty in like five less seasons. However, it's a trade-off. This is literally a coin flip of you and I. Buster is a little more on the offense, notably. Yachty, defensively, a little more on the defense. They're both very good at both of those things, right? Yachty, though, would be like 99 overall defense. Buster's like 80 overall, 85 overall defense. Mm-hmm. Buster would be more for a catcher, 99 overall. Yachty's like 85 overall. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like pick, pick which one you want. But they're both just incredible, and people sleep on Buster Posey. He's, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he literally has more war in, like, five less seasons in, like, two-thirds of the innings and, you know, games played as Yachty, and he has more war than him, and his stats are almost equivalent. But again, defensively, harder to capture, and again, I want to recognize that Yachty's one year, he had 38 defensive runs saved. I mean, in postseason stuff, I looked at Yachty's stats, and he literally just backpacks it. He, he yeah. comes alive offensively. So, I'm I recognize... Of, I, was, I was thinking of Hunter Pence. Oh, yeah. God bless. And uh, Madison Bumgarner putting on the best... Yeah. Uh, probably the greatest performance ever. He literally just blacked out in that one World Series. And Yep. Go look at his stats sometime if you need some not-safe-for-work material. Like they, they, beat, they beat Kansas City in one of those World Series? Yep. Kansas City. When they had, and... like, Moustakis and Hosmer and all that? That was 14, because then they won it in 15. Giants beat the Rangers. God, things I would have never thought of. Giants beat the Rangers 4-1 in the 2010 World Series, and then they beat the... 
Tigers in the 2012. That's when that team had like Max yeah. Scherzer and all that. And then 14 was the uh, watch him call it the um, you just had it the Royals. So yeah, that could be. It's not really an argument as much as something I've been wanting to throw out there for a little while. But I will be the first to recognize it's six one way, half dozen another of what your preference is. But yeah, I would come out of this I, I think without trying to be funny and saying people sleep I have on Buster a very Posey. S- special spot in my heart for Yadier Molina. Yeah. Uh, him and favorite baseball player of all time, Ivan Rodriguez. Those are two players that like but, I won't hear arguments against. Yeah. And I'm not arguing against they, Yachty. I won't yeah. do it because he's just too... It's just, it, th- both those players uh, are, are the reasons why I wanted to be a catcher growing up. Like watching yeah. them play is what made me want to be a catcher. So there's a special spot that I, I kind of just look at those guys and put them on a pedestal above everyone else. Yeah. So a little off track, but I'm, I'm glad we can. We, that was civil. I, I love it. Because I want yeah. you to know that I won't go against Yachty either. Like, that, that would just be being an asshole. But I guess yep. my summing it up is there's an argument of it's a preference, but Buster is also slept on. He has literally like Hall of Fame stats. They, they almost mimic Yachty um, in less time. So right now they're warming up for the Rays Red Sox. Again, the elimination game. Um, Giants-Dodgers, that first game in L.A. is tonight with Scherzer on the bump. So that'll be that pivotal. I always think of game three, like, dude, imagine when you go up 2-1, you know, like, damn. Yeah. Because um, then now that puts all the pressure on the other team. Yep. And then... You can't, you can't relax, like, in the essence of taking your foot off the brake, but, like, you have some breathing room, right? Yeah. Like... The other teams like it's we go home tonight like like exactly you can't do shit exactly and the Brewers um, just an update lost uh, three to nothing today so the Braves are now up two one and they have scored quite literally no runs in the last eighteen innings more than that but yep. I I'm not gonna go all the way back to however many innings uh, actually it's technically. Yeah, like 19, 19 or 20 they've yeah. played. But they've scored two runs on a two-run homer, and that's it, in three games. So, so where I was feeling really good... The, the Brew Crew can get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, where I was feeling really good, this is where baseball comes in, right? We'll see what happens with the Giants-Dodgers. If Dodgers go up 2-1, I'm going to be feeling the same fucking way <laughs> about my bracket. But, like, Rays could get eliminated in four hours from now, okay? Um I'm still not worried about White Sox Astros. That's basically a foregone conclusion. It's just going to take a little more time because it got rained out. But now you got the Braves are up 2-1 on the Brewers, who are looking great. The pitching's been amazing, but the bats haven't remembered to come to the ballpark. Yeah. And then again, the Rays and Red Sox. So this is baseball. Just when I'm like, man, am I really going to like run a perfect bracket for the first time? Baseball's like, chill. This is a best of five for a reason, you little prick. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's been exciting though. I mean, this is this is what we live for. I I don't know what else to say. I love it. Yep, it's just gonna get spicier. Like tomorrow, you got tomorrow. Quite okay. Tomorrow, the White Sox can get can uh, go home, and the Braves can go home. Or I'm sorry, the Brewers, the Brewers, and the uh, White Sox can get finished off tomorrow. And depending on tonight's, well, tomorrow also somebody can get finished off for the Giants Dodgers because someone's gonna go up two one. So like. Three yeah. teams tomorrow can go home. <laughs> Which makes me sweat a little bit. Yeah, I hope the Doyers go home. 
I know. I want the Giants to get through there then because the Giants then are like guaranteed basically a World Series spot. But come on, Brewers. What the fuck are you doing? Rays are fighting for their life. I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, I go back to the early run that, well, not early, but the runs that St. Louis made. They, they got in on a wild card. They got hot. And then uh, they just kept winning close games. And that's how you build momentum. So, Yeah. And that's what the Giants do really, 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 really well. And why I, I just, that team has the it factor. The only thing I would change, and it might not matter, because again, the Red Sox coming out of nowhere. The Red Sox would be the definition of you take what's in front of you and you fucking win. And anything can happen in October. But... Ultimately, I think I would still potentially maybe want to change my uh, my pick if I could go back to the Astros in the World Series because I didn't I forgot that I knew Glass now was out at the, as their starting pitcher, but then I forgot that um, what's his name like they don't really have a whole lot of proven starting pitchers, which that's what the Rays no. do. But like I'm always gonna buy into proven experience, and the Rays just kind of win, and it's really weird, but. The Giants are more proven and veteran version of them where they just yeah. win all the time. And I, the Astros, so, I just, I wish I could kind of go back and change that pick. The reason why I stuck with the Rays is, A, because I've been saying it since day one. Mm-hmm. And I, I got I to gotta stay true to myself. And B, fuck Houston. True. Uh Deep down in my heart of hearts, I don't think that I oh, I want I don't want to pick Houston. Yeah, I, and again, I it's just to be right and maybe run a perfect bracket. It has nothing to yeah. do with wanting to root for them. So here we are. That's basically that's baseball. Who knows? The next time we I I don't know if if we have time later this week, maybe we hop on and just like wrap up the playoffs a little bit. I don't know if we'll be able to yeah. sneak a second episode in. I would kind of maybe like to just cuz it's kind of hard to live in the middle and we're dun 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 like, you know, it's like mid-season ep or like a what do they call it? like a mid-season uh, cliffhanger. It's like are, you yeah. know, where where are we at with everything? But next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, next time on 216 Baseball. But <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, so we're going to see. This is what makes baseball the best playoff sport. It's not close. It's, we're going to see yeah. what happens, man. Um, but yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Uh, it's football season, so I'm, I'm my brain's like it's four different sports between hockey, basketball, football, and baseball. So yeah. I'm not turning on the basketball one yet. I'm still... Still feeling these playoffs a lot. I mean, I always yeah. love baseball, obviously, but this year, I, I usually don't care this much. Part of we have a podcast, but also, I just feel like this is such a spicy postseason that we talked about mm-hmm. that I'm like, dude, I do care. Like, what is going on out here? I, I, I don't know why, but this year, I'm super excited about hockey. I've, I've been, like, I've been, I've been following hockey more and more as I've gotten older, but this year, I'm like, I'm going to get, I, for some reason, I told myself, I'm going to get super into hockey. Do it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's all there is. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm going. On, I'm not even reading it this time. I'm just going from the hip. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, if, from the dome. From the dome, right here. I think I've said it enough. I mean, it's like challenging yourself to get somewhere without putting it into maps, and you're like, know where yeah. you're going, but you're like, oh, do I know how to get there without help? <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, uh, please subscribe, follow, um, and make sure that you uh, add us on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get them, so that you get automatic downloads. I want to throw that in there. Um, yeah. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at 216BaseballPod. And yeah, that both have been popping off. Well, Twitter has. You've been busy. But Twitter's been popping off. We're all over that. And we're going to be back, hopefully, maybe in a few days to wrap up the DS series if our schedules permit. But Yeah. Here's just another reason for you guys to add the, the podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, Google Podcasts. Got to get those uh, automatic get, downloads. That way you get uh, like a little notification when when a new episode comes out because what this postseason i don't think we're going to do it weekly just i think we go to when series wraps up that way we can yeah but just keep it current maybe a little monday up maybe a little when they wrap up who knows and you're not going to want to yeah. miss that so we're going to shoot bit of from an the hip. call me walker texas ranger you're going to feel so dumb if you're sitting on the couch next to your friend that obviously added two on six baseball and they're like you know, you don't get the notification. They're like, did you know that new episode dropped? No, who would have let me know? And yeah. your friend will probably won't be your friend anymore. And honestly, yeah. you'll deserve honestly, it. Honestly, fully expect him to stand up and punch you right in the throat. <laughs> yeah, so to mitigate the risk of that happening, it's real simple. You just hit the little ad and automatic, you know, make sure you follow yep. us on, on podcasts. And we'll be back here soon, probably here in a few days to wrap up the DS series. And uh, yeah. guards up, baby. Yeah, guards up. Let's go. Let's go.